podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mensel, and I'm very happy today as Australia have gone 2-0 up in the Ashes series. Incredible scenes at the Adelaide Oval today, with Australia bowling England out for 233 and winning the second test by 120 runs. England collapsed this morning to lose 6 for 57, with Mitchell Stark taking 5 for 88. All right, let's head straight to the Adelaide Oval to hear what our reporters had to say about all the action. Thank you, Menace. Here we are wrapping up day five of the second test. A resounding victory in the end to Australia by 120 runs. Didn't feel like that for much of the last 36 hours, though, as England fought back. But the bottom line is Australia lead 2-0 and only one team in the history of Ashes cricket has ever come back from that point. Crash England in massive trouble. Yes, I, I, they can't come back, Ben. <laughs> the, the history of matches in Perth is truly, truly sorrowful for them. Seven landslide wins in a row, with the closest margins being seven wickets and 150 runs, if you can believe that. So it's going to be torturous for them. In Perth, they always play these in-between shots, which is sort of like half cross bat and uh, half straight back to the rising ball. But a re- big win for Australia. And, um, oh, you know, in a way, it's a shame it wasn't a rousing performance by England today. We could have done with that, but uh, uh, just the series could have. But but you've got to give credit. Australia chipped and chipped and chipped away and finally got there. Yeah, it did well to hold their nerve, didn't they? Because certainly uh, there was a few players last night, particularly Steve Smith, who had a bit of trouble getting to sleep. Uh, Steve Smith admitting today that, uh, you know, he probably did have some regrets about his decision not to enforce the follow-on. Yeah, he he didn't quite say that he'd do it differently, but he hinted at it. But, Mm. yeah, it was interesting when he said he took a sleeping tablet last night and still only got four hours sleep. So that's how darn restless he was. Um, And I think that Steve's in a situation where that's one of the few real challenges to him as an Australian captain, stress level. You know, he's... um, I think he really feels it more than any opposition bowl or any tactics, just the stress of the job. Yeah. Now, Crash, he's um, he's thrown down the challenge to England to keep sledging him in this next match because England feel like they may have got on top of Steve Smith in this test by getting at him verbally. Uh, Smith doesn't see it that way. Uh, we mentioned after one of the first nights how we'd never seen uh, an Australian player give give the verbals back so much when they were at the crease batting Um, but it's interesting that that Smith thinks that that helped him actually focus rather than the other way around. 
Yeah, oh, he said that. I'm not so sure about it. I think he's best when he's in the bubble and, and not even thinking about it. But he'll recalibrate that. They'll, they'll go to Perth, and when they sledge him, he might just do nothing. He mm. might just totally and utterly ignore them. Mm. You know, so, and, and I think he's best when he does that, you know. But, um, look, no matter what happens, uh, you know, England, you know, they can't win this Ashes series. So he will be the lord of the manor. Um, you know, it's a really going to be a really significant victory read to him as a young captain, and it settles everything down. The top order, the bowlers, everything just gets a chance to Tim Payne. Everyone can undo their top collar and breathe. Crash, um, in the end, 120 runs, it doesn't look that close, but we obviously came to the ground with things reasonably evenly poised, but Josh Hazelwood, who probably hasn't been at the top of his game for the first two tests, uh, just did, I guess, what big match players do. And, and he came up with the big double blow. He took one in the first over of the match and then the key wicket of Joe Root in the third and essentially sucked the life out of the game, didn't he? He did. I actually reckon at times throughout his career he sort of felt the pressures of the Ashes. Mm. Hasn't been a, hasn't had a great time of it in Ashes cricket, but this could change everything. You know, now he'll back, as Steve said today, he's back being Josh Hazelwood. And, mm. and you know, he was the steady Eddie, the banker man. But look, have a look at the wicket tally. Uh, Stark, 13, line 11. Hazelwood eight, uh, Hazelwood seven, um, and the fourth bowler is Cummins seven. He's been probably as good as any of them. So, and there's only Jimmy Anderson on eight. He's their leading wicket taker, five in the one inning. So, it's simply a two a story of two attacks, isn't it? One mm. struggling, the other one passing the baton beautifully. And crash finally, uh, some big news late through tonight that Mitchell Marsh has been added to the squad for Perth. 13-man squad, so essentially he replaces Chad Sayers in the 13. Um, big, big uh, announcement for Australia because it, it, uh, it confirms what we already knew, I guess, that Peter Hanscom's in big trouble. It does, and I'm looking at that schedule with the Perth test and then there's the back-to-backers in Melbourne and in Sydney. And look, think of the mindset of the national selectors. They've got about four out of four difficult choices right like guys like Tim Payne Cam Bancroft they've all paid dividends so it makes me think they would be inclined to pick Mitchell Marsh in Perth as if to say we're on a bit of a roll boys and so mm. let's let's protect our, our bowling attack over there and get him in they wouldn't lose much with Hans came out of the side to give him a chance to work on his technique. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't play. Yeah, look, I mean, Hanscom has struggled. There's no question about that. And uh, certainly the observations of, of ex-players is that he's you know just lost technique and confidence. But he did play a couple of minor fighting roles. He did survive the two night sessions in this match. And I guess the only thing that selectors have to ask themselves, is Mitch Marsh capable of those tough runs when the when when the sides up against it he is in excellent form in shield cricket he's fresh from a big 140 um, but but that's the question i suppose do they think that mitch marsh can can can, can uh, you know add more value than what peter hanscom does with the bat keeping in mind 
that it's a huge call to drop someone when you're up 2-0. And when he's averaging 47, I mean, mm. that's why players get jittery, isn't it? They, mm. they, they feel, gosh, have a look at my record. I mean, isn't my average a, a banker and an insurance policy against this sort of thing? Mm. So, tough decision, but I've still got a feeling they'll look very closely at Marsh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, I mean, if not this match, then you've got another flat deck in Melbourne just afterwards. And if Australia do wrap up this series 3-0... Um, obviously, they'll want to win 5 0 and all of that, but they've got a big uh, series in South Africa at the, uh, coming up in March, and there's no bench for this bowling attack. They'll want these three quicks going to South Africa, so there does need to be some level of looking towards playing the long game, which is, I guess, what Steve Smith's motivation was when he didn't enforce the follow on in this game. So that's, that's got to be his number one um, priority after winning. Um, been a fascinating test match. We didn't think it was going to after a couple of days, but it's turned into a five-day thriller. And uh, we look forward to your company when we get over to Perth for the third test. Thanks, Menas. Back to you. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. And thanks for all the updates during the Adelaide test. All right, that's it for today's show. But we'll be back very soon with a full weekly show. We've got some great guests, including Elisa Healy, where we talk about her recent Twitter blow-up. But stay tuned for that. And thanks again for downloading Cricket Unfiltered. <laughs>